0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's show. I am Lucas Smith, host of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. We have an exciting show today. Cardinals sit just one game out of the playoff spot as we start play here on Monday. Thanks for tuning in today. We are brought to you in part today by Locked on MLB. Be sure to join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, for all of your daily baseball content. Monday to Friday, just like here on Locked on Cardinals, we are Monday to Friday. And it is a Monday, so we are on today. Lots of stuff to get into today, so we're just going to jump right in. We're going to start with a weekend recap, highlighting Nolan Aranato, and then we will go into a series preview just a bit between the Mets and Cardinals as it is a big-time series in Queens at Citi Field this week between the Cardinals and Mets with playoff implications for both teams, but mainly the Cardinals. Before we get to Nolan Aranato, though, we are going to talk about just a little bit of a standings update as we stand going into Monday's action. Cardinals one game out of that second wild card spot. They are even in the loss column with the Reds, and they are the same winning percentage, or just a little bit below winning percentage, obviously, of the Padres. So right now it goes Dodgers, then 16 games back of them as the Padres Reds are uh, tied in the winning percentage column, but the Padres do have one less loss. Then the Cardinals sit one game back, and the Philadelphia Phillies are two and a half back of the Reds and Padres. And the Mets are three games back of the wild card spot. So two games separate the Reds and Cardinals. So very, very pivotal series. For, for both teams, I'm sure Ryan Fickelstein has a preview of the series and will have some commentary, uh, not only on the wild series that was but the, between the um, Yankees and Mets this weekend, but as well as the uh, upcoming series between the Mets and Cardinals. We can only hope that this upcoming series will be as entertaining as that Subway series uh, let's just hope that the, the road team comes away with a win this time as the Cardinals are in Queens. Tonight's matchup is going to be a fun one. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But Nolan Arenado has gotten a little bit of slack recently, or flack, I should say, for, for not really performing. And he even mentioned it himself is really really where that's coming from. Yes, he's going to end up bidding 30 home runs. He has that now. Going to get upwards of 100 RBIs most likely. Unless, uh, you know, supreme drop-off could happen. Uh, but nevertheless... There are still some people who have said, oh, well, maybe he's kind of dropping off a little bit, not necessarily as, as clutch as you'd like to see. He answered the bell 100% this weekend. I'll get into that. Uh, but again, if you, if you missed the quote that he had, he said that it's hard for him to critique the team or talk about what the team isn't doing well when he isn't doing his job. And even with his two home runs uh, over the weekend, he is still just five for his last 26 in his last seven games. He has 14 for his last 55. And to go even worse, over the last month, he is just 26 for his last 116. That is a 224 average, 276 on base. But he's slugging the baseball. When he does get hits, he, they are extra base hits. Two of his last five hits are home runs, for an example. And nine of his last 26 are home runs and o- overall that the 502 slugging is not something that that anybody is going to going to sneeze at for Nolan Arnato it is lower than his career average in terms of slugging percentage but still 502 slugging not too shabby at all but he he was the leader he was the one who stepped up this weekend Nolan Arnato has a chance that, this September to, to kind of say okay cardinal fans we're in a stretch run I'm going to step up, I'm going to step up and I'm going to be the player that that I was traded to be. I, I was signed to be for, in terms of, of the contract that I'm hopefully going to stay here. That he has expressed many times that he is planning on staying here, even though he has he has opt-out clauses. And don't get me wrong, Nolan Arenado has had some incredible moments this year in the Cardinal uniform. The one that pops into my mind out, outside of the go-ahead shot on Tuesday or on Saturday, and you know the, the, what ended up being the go-ahead shot on Sunday, yesterday, is the home run on the Cardinal home opener against the Milwaukee Brewers in the eighth inning to get the Cardinals a lead. So he's had some big moments and spectacular play after spectacular play. But I think we would all be lying to ourselves if, if we said that his offense has not left a little bit more to be desired. And that, you know, he needs to step it up over this next month, especially compared to what he's done the last month. And those numbers that I just mentioned. But Nolan Aranato was really the, 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 the storyline of the weekend. He's got a chance, like I mentioned, to, to step up and be that guy. To, to have a signature run to, to carry the team this weekend or the, these next two and a half weeks of baseball or so that, that are playing some pretty solid and at least at the bare minimum playoff caliber teams in terms of the sense of they're within mathematical uh, contention, right? The Mets, like I mentioned, just three games out of a playoff spot. Padres currently hold a playoff spot. Brewers, who they play seven more times, will likely have a playoff spot clinched by next week. And they play the Cubs four times as well at Wrigley Field, not this coming weekend. But next weekend, 24 through the 26th, a four-game series because of a makeup date. But Nolan Arnato took the first step in kind of walking the walk, in addition to just talking the talk. He, he mentioned it on Friday. I think it was either Thursday or Friday that he had this quote of saying that, you know, I'm not doing my job. It's hard for me to comment on the team, which, first of all, I think is a huge leadership bonus right there. He wasn't throwing anybody under the bus or saying, oh, we need to do this, this, and this. He acknowledged that he wasn't performing to the level that he is acceptable uh, in terms of his own standards, and he 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 changed it over the weekend. He had two home runs, two big home runs uh, over the weekend against Cincinnati. Having he had two hits on Saturday, a hit yesterday, um, 0 for 3 in the loss on Friday. So he didn't hit. The Cardinals lost. Drove in five runs uh, over the course of the weekend. Big time step up for Nolan Arenado. And to me, that 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 is what a leader. That is what a, a true star does. They don't just walk the walk. They talk the talk as well. I said that backwards. They don't just talk the talk. They also walk the walk. We are going to start with, however, Friday's game. when We're talking about breaking down this series between the Cardinals and Reds just to kind of go in chronological order. Uh, in case you missed it, Cardinals uh, do fall on Friday uh, 4-2 to to the Reds. Late bullpen malfunction as the uh, Reds do score two in the top half of the ninth uh, thanks to a Jose Borreo double, who I didn't know who it was before watching that game, and then a Delano DeShields um, fielder's choice. Which um, was kind of an awkward play there in the ninth, but but overall, you know, you, you got to be happy with, with, with the pitching performance. I was on locked on Reds on uh, on Friday with, with Jeff Carr saying, "Hey, John Lester just needs to go out there and, and repeat his success." John Lester went out there and repeated his success. Seven innings, three hits, two earned runs, four walks, two strikeouts. The only home runs he gave up were solo blasts to a Eugenio Suarez and Joey Vado, as he has another 30 home run season. As He, can, he also, similar to Adam Wainwright, is um, kind of turning back the clock a little bit and having a very, very, very successful 2021 season. But this was a rare mistake for TJ McFarland to see as the one that gives up the, the runs in the top half of the ninth. And TJ McFarland is somebody who has been very reliable for the Cardinals here in 2021 after maybe a rough week or so. He and Luis Garcia have been just phenomenal in, in their bullpen roles in the last number of weeks um, and month and a half or so, really. But especially Garcia, he had a scoreless outing. But you can't really blame the pitching staff. You can't really blame the starter anyways. Like I mentioned, John Lester what was impeccable. Offensively speaking, they only scored in one inning. Yadier Molina had the home run off of uh, Tyler O'Malley, who ended up pitching very well. But both starters really impressed um, on on Friday night. Tyler Malley striking out six Cardinals over those six quality innings, and the bullpen of Sims, Lorenzen, and Givens. Uh, the former Oriole made it made that run made the lead stick there in the ninth uh, against the Cardinals. But Yadier Molina was able to turn back the clock a little bit, hit one out, but it, it was not enough. And he was pumped going up and the bases. He was he was energetic. He was into it. I love watching that. And then on Saturday, the Cardinals also got another emotional homer, but this time it was it was key because they they came back late. They gave up a four spot in the top half of the third as Miles Michaels continues to kind of struggle in his return as he goes five innings, gives up four runs again on six hits, a walk, a strikeout, gave up two home runs. So the Cardinals really not able to keep the ball inside the park very much this weekend and Michaelis continues to kind of just be flat a little bit on the mound and, and really, to, to me, still not live up to that contract, right? But the offense came through and it, it, for, for the Cardinals late in the game. In the bottom half of the sixth inning, you had a Nolan Arenado triple. That's right, Nolan Arenado, who I said last week on the podcast was not fast. I still don't think he's fast, but he was able to make it all the way around to third base. And then Dylan Carlson followed that with a double uh, to, uh, to left field to tie the game. Big-time clutch hitting there in the sixth. And then in the eighth, we obviously know what happened as Nolan Arenado hit a big-time home run. Great call by Danny Mack on the television, uh, on the ball game there. Just a, a, a signature moment for the Cardinals in, in this postseason run. For as many times as I've talked about on this podcast of, oh, this is the loss of the, of the year. This could be the loss of the year. This could be the loss of the year. Saturday and maybe Sunday could be one of the top wins of of the year. Because as negative as I have been and we've been as Cardinal Nation, maybe about this team, and yes, this team has been somewhat of a disappointment. Some of you might say a total disappointment. I talked about that with Jeff Carr on his show on Friday. But they were able to come back and provide some excitement on Saturday. And then yesterday, Nolan Arnato picked up right where he left off with yet another two run shot, this time coming in the top of the first. And the Cardinal pitching staff made it stick with a turnaround start from Mr. J.A. Happ. After giving up seven runs in his worst Cardinal start ever, his last time out against the Reds, this man fires five and a third scoreless innings, gives up just two hits, a walk, four strikeouts for Mr. Happ, and the bullpen makes it sick the rest of the way. Luis Garcia continued his domination. T.J. McFarland had a nice bounce-back outing. Henentis Cabrera and Giovanni Gallegos make it stick as they've returned to their electric form. This just goes to show you what these guys can do, these guys being Cabrera and Gallegos, with just a little bit of rest. A little bit of rest. Keep him fresh. When you have more than just three guys in your bullpen that you can rely on, a la Luis Garcia and TJ McFarland, when you have those two extra guys, now you have five guys that you can mostly rely on. Some of you might take out Reyes. But still, you, you have more than just three guys now that you can rely on to get out, out of that bullpen. It makes everybody else sharper. So you know what the Cardinals did on Sunday? They pitched. You know what they did? They won. They took two out of three against the Reds. They are beating playoff teams now. Their their, their record against teams above 500 still isn't great. Don't get me wrong. Um, Even after the series, they're still 28 and 40 against teams with an above 500 record, according to um, MLB.com. But they're taking two out of three, and all the Cardinals have to do is get hot at the right time. Not over till it's over. I'll give my full thoughts on the series coming up. Um, kind, kind of the opposite take. And I like to bring in both sides. I'm not just bringing the overly positive. I'll also talk about some other things with this series coming up here in just a moment. As well as, stay tuned for a New York Mets series preview. That game gets rolling at 6:10 tonight. First pitch central time. Uh, Adam Wainwright versus Rich Hill. A couple of veterans on the mound. Uh, so all that more coming up in just a moment. But... First off, I want to tell you about an incredible sponsor that can help you solve a problem that I guarantee you some of you have. Some of you might have one device to catch a game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching your sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's log in for the good stuff. It's a hassle. It's, it's cluttered. It's a lot. It's just too much to keep track of. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to get your TV together. That is Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. Don't have to juggle any more remotes, no need to buy another device, and the best part no annual contract with TV Stream. So get rid of the clutter, the confusion, and get your TV together with TV Stream. You can learn more at directtvstream.com. That is directtvstream.com. Excuse me, that is just directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, so just to finish up my, my uh, thoughts on the Cincinnati Reds series. Yes, the Cardinals took two out of three. They proved they were finally able to beat a postseason team. All positives, all wonderful, maybe not so fast. Here's kind of more of a, I don't want to say pessimistic, but just a little bit more of a, just, just a different take, I guess, is, is the best way to put it. Yes, the Cardinals beat the Reds. Two out of three times, playoff team. That's great. Miles Michaels, one of their five starters, did not pitch well on Friday. That's a big negative. TJ McFarland did not pitch well. And the Cardinals didn't hit on Friday. Saturday, they, they they got a solid win. Pitching was um pitching was pretty solid. It was okay. Got a solid win late, good comeback. But even on Sunday, with the home run by Nolan Arenado, the Cardinals still didn't hit as Sonny Gray shut them out for the entirety day to start after the first inning. So one side of the coin is the Cardinals took two out of three against the Reds after splitting the series with the Dodgers, have a lot of momentum going into this New York Mets series, and have a real shot at the playoffs. Another look at it is the Cardinals only split with the Dodgers after, and, uh, after losing uh, two out of three to the Brewers. They barely, barely scrapped by the Reds who have been struggling before they played the Cardinals, and now they play the Mets, which really, which, which really aren't a playoff team. They just happen to be in the race. Mets just beat the Yankees, so I think the Mets are very much so in the postseason race, more so than they were a week and a half ago. And the Reds are a playoff team. Right now, they hold, they're, they're tied with the uh, Padres. They don't, play, they don't have the same amount of games, but the Reds have still have been in a playoff spot for much of the season. I'm tending to take more of a positive look, and you can call me crazy, you can call me overly optimistic. Call them what you want. I tend to be more of an optimist in life. This Cardinal team has momentum. If you're a longtime listener, I talked about this a while ago, maybe back in June, July. If you're a new listener, momentum to me is very important in the game of baseball. Not just within a single game, like momentum inning to inning, but in a season. I know that we as Cardinal fans might get tired of these comparisons to these teams from the past because we might not think that this current team in 2021 has the the magic or skill of those teams but the 1964 cardinal team, the 2006 cardinal team, the 2011 cardinal team. You know what they all had in common? They weren't exceptional regular season teams, but they all got hot at the right time. I don't remember 1964. I was 6 when 2006 happened, but I remember 2011. I know I was only 11 years old, but holy cow, it was that month of September to watch. I think they were like 23 and 10 in their final 33 games or 22 and 10 in their final 32 games or something of that nature. A fun run to watch. They beat the Phillies. Nobody thought they would. They beat the Brewers. Nobody thought they would. And they beat the Rangers, which not a lot of people thought they would. Momentum is key. Momentum, momentum, momentum. Cardinals are starting to gather it. Now the goal is to take two out of three against the New York Mets. So let's talk about that series against the New York Mets. I've alluded to it a couple different times, but tonight's pitching matchup is a fun one, and it's not because we've got young fireballs on the mound. We've got Adam Wainwright and Rich Hill. You heard that right. Saw somebody, some article that said it's the AARP game. Rich Hill, the 41-year-old lefty with a great curveball against Adam Wainwright, the 40-year-old righty with a great curveball. This could be a fun one. These are two guys that, you you know what they do? They know how to pitch. Rich Hill is somebody that has been around a long time. He's been in the league since 2005. You know what team he came up with? At least he made his debut with the Chicago Cubs all the way back in 2005. That's right. So let's take a look as we always do at Rich Hill's game logs. Uh, first of all, his last three starts have been pretty solid. 5 innings, 2 earned runs against the Nationals on the 27th of August, 6 innings, no earned runs again against the Nationals on the 3rd of September, and in his most recent start, 6 innings, 1 earned run against the Miami Marlins. None of those teams, neither one of those teams I should say, are playoff teams, but in his last seven starts he is Has a 294 ERA and 33 and 2 thirds of an inning. Uh, No wins, wins, but uh, baseball, you know, you win stat for a starting pitcher, probably doesn't mean as much as it used to be. Um, His last really bad start came on the 16th of August when he only went 3 and 2 thirds of an inning. Uh, Before that, he went three innings. So his innings total is not as high necessarily as Adam Wainwright, but Rich Hill continues to to show that he can get outs. Maybe not at the level that Adam Wainwright has been able to do at, at their age, but he's still got a three or six and six record with a three eight two ERA and one hundred and thirty nine innings. That's not bad for a forty one year old. It's not as good as Adam Wainwright, who is fifteen and seven with a two nine eight ERA and one hundred eight, and eighty four innings, eighty four to third I should say, with a WHIP of one point zero three. His 0 is below his career mark. His whip is below his career mark. And if Adam Wainwright strikes out seven Mets tonight, he will have 2,000 strikeouts for his career. Pretty fun stuff there for Adam Wainwright. The question is, which starter is going to have more success with their curveball? Which starter is going to kind of show us how it's done in terms of having an old-fashioned pitcher's duel? Because these gentlemen are, are, are up there in age, old, a lot Lots and lots of prior success or prior uh, career numbers, I should say, against these pitchers. We will start with the lineups, uh, w- w- with the matchups between uh, the Mets and the and Adam Wainwright. Albert Amor Jr. is 0 for 11. Javier Baez, that's right. We could see Javier Baez tonight. He is 156 batting average and 32 career at-bats against Adam Wainwright. Jonathan Villar is hitting just a buck fifty in twenty at bats. Kevin Pillar is three for ten. Everybody else has single-digit at bats against Wainwright, but still some significant appearances against Mr. Wainwright. Cardinals against Rich Hill. Nolan Arenado is three out of eight with a home run and two runs driven in. Matt Carpenter is one out of three, so that's not really anything but another big number. Paul Goldschmidt, four seventy-nine in nineteen at bats with a home run and three runs driven in against the New York Met left-hander. Molina just one of eight, uh, but. I have a feeling we're going to see Paul DeYoung play uh, in tonight's game. I know Emudo Sosa is back, but Paul DeYoung, for whatever reason, has some ridiculous moments at, at City Field and playing in New York, in the New York Mets Park and some good numbers against the Metropolitans. Anyways, it's going to be a fun game tonight. If I were you, sit back and enjoy the show of watching these two uh, wily veterans pitch on the mound for their respective clubs. It's going to be a fun one. We also have more fun baseball to talk about in the last two games of this series. I do need to take a break, however, and tell you about one more wonderful sponsor, one of my favorite sponsors, one of your favorite sponsors, because it's food. So after I get through uh, that, that sponsor, I will be sure to let you know about the next two games between the Mets and Cardinals coming up here in just a moment. That favorite sponsor of mine, one of them is... Built Bar. Nine incredible flavors for you to try, including a limited time flavor. But here are the nine. Coconut, Cherry Bar, sea, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate. My mouth is watering just thinking about these Built Bars. My favorite is the Double Chocolate. All these bars are covered 100% in delicious chocolate. I'm a sweet tooth, so I love me some Double Chocolate but these bars are still incredibly healthy, even though they're covered in chocolate. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, four to five grams of sugar, and just four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today, get the double chocolate for me. Get the Cherry barcia. get the strawberry, whatever you'd like. Bilt Bar is also the official protein bar of the US track and field team. I haven't enticed you enough. Go to built.com. Use promo code locked fifteen for fifteen percent off your order at built.com. That's right. Promo code locked fifteen gets you fifteen percent off of your built bars. So many good reasons to enjoy. Once again, locked fifteen for fifteen percent off at built.com. Cardinals and Mets, like I said, have a three-game set. The Cardinals are only one of about six or seven games tonight being played, but a full slate of baseball games on Tuesday night um, for across Major League Baseball. Jake Woodford getting tabbed with another start um, in, in place of KK Kim tomorrow night, and the Cardinals will go up against Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman's win-loss record is not very kind: nine and twelve. But an ERA of 2.87, which is below his career norm. 163 innings pitched for his season and a whip of 1.13, which is also below the career norm. Um, and he is going to, ha- he did not pitch in 2020, but he is on pace for uh, a top career innings pitched mark uh, for the New York Mets. His uh, opponents hitting just 240. That would be a career low outside of a 27-inning 2015 for Stroman, the former Toronto Blue Jay. And the Cardinals, like I mentioned, send up Jake Woodford. Jake Woodford has had a couple of decent starts. Um, there decent appearances recently. He had five and a third innings in relief against the Milwaukee Brewers, which earned him a start against the Los Angeles Dodgers, in which he did not pitch terribly. He had four innings, three hits and earned run, two walks and three strikeouts. was able to limit the damage to just one run as the Cardinals go, did go on to win that game. He had the bases loaded, only gave up one run, and his stuff just looked a lot better in that start than it had in really a lot of appearances before that, so Woodford might have some momentum, because you know what I think is important in the baseball game? Momentum. Jake Woodford getting the start against Marcus Stroman, these two guys are relatively young guys, so not a whole lot of experience uh, for these teams, the only buddy... Only one person has more than three at-bats against Jake Woodford. That is Javier Baez, who is one for five. Francisco Lindor, one for three. Only one person has two people, I'm sorry, have more than three at-bats against Marcus Stroman as a St. Louis Cardinal. Nolan Arenado is three out of nine, and Paul Goldschmidt is three out of six. Lots of one for threes for the Cardinals. So very, very small sample size, but the Cardinals do uh, do have a slightly bigger advantage against Stroman. Based on the stats, you would might might say, versus the Mets against Woodford. However, Marcus Stroman does have some nasty stuff. He is featured on Pitching Ninja on Twitter very often. Marcus Stroman could very well dominate. He is a, he is a perfect example of why wins and losses don't mean as much in today's game. Because if you want a starter that, that's going to give you a 2.87 ERA, you're going to take that any day of the week. You take your wins and losses as you get them. 9-12 might not think you're the best pitcher in the world, but again... 2.87 ERA, well below the league average, and some might say even an All-Star caliber ERA, All-Star caliber arm. All these games are at 6:10. Game three, John Lester back on the bump against uh, Tyler Meagle. Tyler Meagle, three and four, the 4.86 ERA on the season. Uh, excuse me, 4.06 ERA. This is his first career in the major, first year rather in the major leagues. He'll be making his 16th start of the year. A little bit different than his counterpart in John Lester, who I talked about in the second number one, who had a very, very dominant start again against the Cincinnati Reds as he would look for success against the New York Mets. This series is a very, very, very important one for the Cardinals. Every series from here on out, this is an important one for the Cardinals. And it's not like I'm, excuse me, it's not like it's in July and I'm saying this and it's like, oh, Lucas, you still got three months in September, Cardinals have two and a half weeks, give or take, to play and to try and earn a postseason berth. When I say every series is important, it is not me trying to, to overblow anything. Every series is important as a St. Louis Cardinal. It starts tonight with a road series against the New York Mets. Cardinals go home away, home away a lot um, in the next week. They have three against the Mets on the road, four, three against the Padres at home, and then back to the road against Milwaukee and Chicago, and then back at home to Milwaukee to finish out the season. It's going to be hard because the Cardinals also have a doubleheader, as I mentioned, on the 24th. This series for the Cardinals, in my opinion, because they've got Wainwright and Lester, who have pitched very well recently, bodes well for the St. Louis Cardinals. It's going to be, don't get me wrong, it's going to be tough. The Mets are coming off a very, very impressive series against the New York Yankees. Because as I mentioned, momentum is key in these types of series. And both the Cardinals and Mets have momentum. Which one's going to keep the momentum at the end of this three-game series? I think the Cardinals take two out of three. The the, the Cardinals are going to keep the momentum going. The the problem is going to be offensively for St. Louis. Because like I said, even though they they did dominate for the most part pitching-wise against the Cincinnati Reds, offense was a a slight concern as, as a St. Louis Cardinal fan. But I think the Cardinals ride momentum, and if they do take two out of three, that effectively, in my opinion, ends the Mets' postseason hopes, and it will elevate the Cardinals' postseason hopes. By this time, even uh, tomorrow, or even at the end of the series, the Cardinals could be in a playoff spot. They have not been in a playoff spot for a very long time. Tomorrow will be all about tonight's game, breaking down what happened between Adam Wainwright and Rich Hill, two veteran pitchers on the mound. Should be a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy it. Now that you've listened to Locked On Cardinals, be sure to go listen to Locked On Bets or one of the many other Locked On podcast shows. Lots of different options across the network. You can enjoy them all on your favorite podcasting app and most of them on YouTube, just like this one on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow along on your favorite podcasting platform. Locked on Cardinals is free on any platform that you can consume it. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. And be sure to email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Mailbag episode coming in Thursday, so send your emails in now. Until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.